Thursday, May 7th, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, lawmakers ponder their next difficult steps on the state budget. The Department of Natural Resources is urging Minnesotans to stay close to home for this weekend's fishing opener. Dan Crocker reports. The DNR has already sold more than 350,000 fishing licenses this year. But officials are asking people to only travel as far as they can go and return on a single tank of gas. To limit potential exposure to the coronavirus, they're asking anglers not to stay overnight and to bring along all the supplies they need. Clint Mueller runs Balsam Beach Resort outside Bemidji. He says he's had several cancellations this weekend. Still, he expects anglers will hit the road to fish. I think people are tired of being stuck at home. And fishing opener is a chance for them to get out and go do something. Um... So I think you're going to have a lot of people traveling, is what I think. State officials say fishing close to home protects rural communities with populations that are more vulnerable to COVID-19. I'm Dan Crocker, Duluth. A Minnesota Senate staffer has tested positive for COVID-19. The confirmed case led to the self-quarantine of senators and staff who might have been in contact with the person. Senators and staff were alerted to the case within the past couple of days and told that the employee had been helping with contact tracing. It's not clear how many staff members or lawmakers are being instructed to stay away from the Capitol and for how long. Many lawmakers and legislative aides have been working remotely since March as a precaution, but some have had to come to the Capitol to help develop and pass bills. The state Senate unanimously passed a bill yesterday to ban underage marriages. Tim Pugmire reports. Under current law, children ages 16 and 17 can get married with approval of their parents and a judge. DFL Senator Sandy Pampas of St. Paul said Minnesota is out of step with much of the world. Her bill sets the minimum age for marriage at 18 and requires proof of age when applying for a marriage license. Pampas said girls who marry as children are more vulnerable to domestic abuse, poverty, and health issues, and they lack financial independence. A married child cannot help herself or her children. The House already passed the bill last year, also on a unanimous vote. I'm Tim Pugmire. Republican Congressman Tom Emmer says the House of Representatives should reconvene to work on the coronavirus crisis. Mark Zedeklik has the story. The Democratic-controlled House had been scheduled to return to regular business in Washington this week, but leaders pushed that back out of health concerns. Emmer, who represents the 6th District in central Minnesota, says if grocery store workers and first responders can be on the job, members of the House can too. The Senate is currently in Washington and working. However, the House of Representatives is still at home. There's so much that needs to be done, and I believe both chambers of Congress can and should be in Washington working to address this crisis. Emmer says navigating the response to the coronavirus pandemic can best be done in person. I'm Mark Sedeklik. Minnesota lawmakers have a better idea now of the budget problem they're facing. Some want to take decisive action quickly to start closing the $2.4 billion projected deficit. But they don't know how federal assistance will shake out and how long the crisis will last. Brian Baxt has the story. Until March, Minnesota's legislative session was humming toward a conclusion that seemed likely to provide new education spending and targeted tax cuts given a decent-sized surplus. Those discussions came to an abrupt end as the coronavirus pandemic hit. And that surplus? 
it's now a deficit that's about 8% of the remaining budget that runs through next June. This is a math problem. You have the revenues dropping, the spending going up equals a, a budget deficit. Myron France is commissioner of the Department of Minnesota Management and Budget, the agency that mines the state's checkbook. So we've got to figure out what to do about the revenues and the spending in order to re-equalize uh, that that uh, budget balance, either through the use of uh, revenue changes, spending changes, and or use of the budget reserve. France says Governor Tim Walz is expected to issue a set of budget recommendations in the next couple of days. Republican Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka has warned his colleagues that the task ahead will be difficult. Moving forward, I believe, as you do, that it will be much worse than where we're at right now. And so as we're moving through this, um, you know, we'll look at the tax bill as we, we negotiate to the end. We'll look at the size of the bonding bill. We'll look at the state contracts. Veteran DFL Senator Tom Box says the examination should start soon. Let's start assessing what it is we can unwind from what we did last year. Bach urged leaders of both parties to press for a special session to work out a budget fix this summer or fall, while there's still time to make a dent. The legislature is set to adjourn May 18th and wouldn't otherwise return until January, which would leave just six months to scrape up enough money to plug the hole. It is not a pretty sight uh, to end a biennium and hand off to a brand new legislature uh, next January. A big problem. Minnesota's budget reserve tops $2.3 billion. But Fran says it would be a mistake to just gobble that up in one bite because the coronavirus economic fallout is expected to last. State economist Laura Columbakidis told the House panel yesterday that even when the virus itself passes, it'll take time for the economy to rebound. She says it comes down to human behavior. We're trying to anticipate how people are going to act and how people are going to react. And regarding both consumer and business confidence, there's a psychological element of how safe do they feel behaving in a certain way, but there's also the the means to act. So for consumers, they have to have enough money to get out there and spend. There are a lot of unknowns. How long the restrictions on business operations last is one. How federal money from a coronavirus relief package can be used is another. Minnesota received almost $1.9 billion to cover some of its coronavirus costs. A portion is likely to be passed down to counties and cities. The rest could cover expenses the state already incurred. But it can't be used to make up for lost revenue. The state, local governments, and even school districts could also tap into other federal emergency aid programs, but would have to provide an upfront match for a portion. Until that sorts itself out, Senator Gazelka wants the legislature to start searching for savings. He says the Walls administration should dive back into contracts for tens of thousands of state employees to freeze pay. This year's raise we should not do. Carrie Klom is an epidemiologist at the state health department. She's been working longer hours lately, including a day each weekend. In addition to her normal role in rabies surveillance, she's on a team that helps monitor health workers exposed to COVID-19 for possible infection and to provide advice to medical facilities. So it really is an um, all-hands-on-deck. And I was um, at the health department for H1N1, and I can say that it's absolutely no comparison. I've never seen anything like this before. Klom says it would be discouraging if raises negotiated in good faith a year ago were yanked back now. So we work hard, and we really care about what we're doing. So I think it would just be sort of uh, bad for morale and just be disappointing for folks if that were to be the case and to think that people didn't value the work that we were doing is how it would feel. One thing legislators and the governor agree on, none of the choices they face are good ones. Brian Baxt, NPR News. And that's your Polycast for this Thursday, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News.